do you mean you're not going to bed tonight? Michael and I are going to indulge in an all-night orgy of sex and violence. If you are a teenager, you may not have heard of the term video nasty for gross-out films. Police have raided many video shops in the past months. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Welcome back to uh, uh. Well, you forgot the name of the show. No, I didn't. I was going to say something about the crackling. Welcome back to a crackly podcast. Well, let's just start <laughs> over now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. I love our endings and beginnings. So that that's the intro to this this month's or whatever's episode of a nasty podcast. <laughs> It is. Hi, William. Hello. How are you, gentlemen? We've dropped two and picked up one. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Matthews is on holiday at the moment, and um. Yeah, no. I just saw him on holiday. I was like, you know what? Hey, William, want to be on? Yeah. I'm always happy to be here, gentlemen. So yeah. So yeah, three films today. <laughs> three, very short. All but under very long feeling films. Yeah. All I'm gonna say, <laughs> especially the last. Headless Eyes felt like it went for fucking. Oh, it no! But of... it was like one of those films where it's like bits did drag, but it was very like things happen. He always killed someone every. I know, 10 minutes. but then shit would just repeat itself, and it's like you felt like you're in an acid loop, <laughs> or you're like you know having a mushy flashback or something. <laughs> Look, I enjoyed it, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I fell asleep and I was like, oh, there's two minutes to go, stay awake. And I, I, I fell asleep and then woke up and it felt like an eternity later and it was just ending. And then I rewound it and I just kept falling asleep, so I had to just watch the ending in the morning. The last two minutes. Yeah, the, literally the last two minutes. The headless eyes. A New York artist gouges eyes out with a spoon after the same is done to him. Beautiful. It's so trashy, Grindhouse. It's proper. It's really violent, and it's um. The director Kent Bateman is Jason Bateman's father. Dad. (laughs) Dad. So um, I think Kent had the better career. (laughs) Yeah. something this film it's it's something yes yes but what is that thing that it is <laughs> is it resin with eyes in it or is it just a spoon i don't know but the it's 1971 found... sorry it's a 71 film go on yep 1971 nine nine percent on rotten tomatoes but i don't listen to that Who shit anyway but you know fucking where is it where is it where did i put it who gives a shit anyway Two and a half on fucking letterbox because we're like letterbox pros. I hate letterbox. I like using letterbox, but I but hate, I hate, the, I hate the community. Yeah, it's almost like the horror group. <laughs> I love horror films, but I hate the community. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's like I love VHS collecting, but fuck, I hate, I hate the community <laughs> sometimes. Community should bring people together. They just don't tell you that those people are assholes. No, there's a lot of people that you love in it, definitely, and there's a lot of things you love about it. But there's just certain people where you're just like, can you just fucking die, please? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when they, like, message you as well, and they're like, oh, 
just wondering if you have any of these tapes for sale. It's like, why are you interested in those tapes? Yeah. It's just always rare stuff. You know, just go away. We're not in it because it's rare. We're in it because... We like it. We like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's nostalgia. Yeah. Stop trying to scalp. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Um, rant over. Rant over. Headless Eyes. I forgot. I got this fucking um, Full Moon Pictures DVD. And I didn't... Right as it ends... I don't remember seeing credits and then it like jumped into trailers for other full moon pictures stuff. <laughs> Typical oh, wow. Charles Band stuff. So I'm like, I was literally like, I was on my phone and I was like, screen phone. Like, Wait, that's a trailer. <laughs> Just all these trailers yeah. came up, and I was like, why is there a voiceover? I mean, there was a voiceover. I must say film. that um, this has always had really interesting and intriguing cover art or poster art, though. Like. Yeah. The main one that people remember is just the eyeball. And it's fucking great. That's like what it's I've a got. real good. But then I also remember the one with the crystal hey. skull. There's one with the crystal skull with the eyes on it. That's the code red release. I remember that fucking cover though from years yeah. ago. What was that, William? I was gonna say I've only first time I saw it today is actually because 'cause I'm on YouTube, so I know there's a code mm. red and blue which I don't have. I watched so, it on YouTube as well. Yeah. I'll have to track it down if I can get it. I will not be buying this movie. Oh, fucking, alright. The film was distributed by J.E.R. Pictures, an independent company based in Times Square, New York City, who paired it as a double feature with the ghastly ones. I'm so good at picking these. I don't even know. See, fucking, I'm good, mate. Un- yeah. Unkempt and gloomy, it somehow You radiates. should actually just own that, though. Say, yeah, that was my intention the whole time, because I know cinema. I just say I'm fucking good, because I'm fucking good. I'm fucking good, <laughs> I'm mate. fucking good. That's it. Um, was it... Uh, the, oh, Bleeding Skull gave the film a positive review. Unkempt and gloomy, yet somehow radiant. The mind-bending, headless eyes is a touch point for every element that makes non-conformist 70s trash horror cinema so enduring today. As soon as the end rolls around, you'll want to watch it again. Yeah, but not right after. Maybe a couple of years down the track. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> my, ooh. Yeah, film scholars Bill Landis. I thought it was like fucking John Landis. Okay. Uh, with murder scenes choreographed like slow motion sex assaults, the headless eyes is true to the psychosexual underpinnings of blood horror. Ultimately, it earns its place in the exploitation pantheon because it's as isolated, weird, and disco- discordant as its main character. Interesting fella. I kind of like forgot. I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, and he kills women, and then like near the end, he just makes a friend. No, he kills her and he freezes. And- yeah. He's like, should I kill her? I don't know. And then he does. Of course. It's quite a beautiful thing. The ending was quite interesting. (laughs) It's just how suddenly abrupt it occurs. Could you gentlemen work out what was written on the door? I couldn't work out, yeah. Like, yeah, when he's trying to read the thing and it kept, like... No, I couldn't. Like, it's... I'm curious to know what it was. And that's what pisses me off sometimes about these kind of films is... You're like, was that important, or was it just not important at all? Mm. So obviously, the, the, the movie's basically just him sort of breaking down in his madness as he goes further and further along. Because 
with a, his wife, is it his wife that comes to him and says, you know, because she had the money and he's the struggling artist and he didn't yeah. want to, he wanted to stand on his own. Yeah. And then when he steals the money at the start and gets the, basically loses his eye, it's a really nice opening shot too, by it the is, way. It is, yeah. And um, from then on, he's just sort of, just sort of spirals further and further into madness. So starting off with the, the uh, was it, because originally with the uh, the start there with that block of the in the resin, I thought it was actually ice when he went downstairs and had the people there. Um, yeah, same. That he goes to visit, shall we say. Mm. <laughs> and sort of like then he just sort of spirals down from there, just going further and further, just losing the plot. It's like uh, another question too. I had to say with the, the YouTube copy of it there, with it, the couple that he sees at the window and he goes back to their house. I swear to God, that looks like a completely different bloke when he goes to that house. It's like, is that yeah. the same guy? Yeah, I actually, I, I had a bit of trouble. Different. I had a little bit of trouble following it sometimes because it's one of those films, right, where. I think you kind of need to give it full attention, and I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, I kind of didn't. I was pretty good, but it would be like yeah. it was one of those films where, like, you know, I was like, oh, oh I've got to go put on the kettle. And you just walk off, it. yeah. And you come back and you'd be like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. It was like the last one of our last ones that we watched. That you literally had to like pay full. Yeah, I miss you, hugs and kisses. Where you literally had to pay. Full yeah, but that attention. that one, I, I could pay full attention. Yeah. To. Like, I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, this one, you kind of like... It's sort of that ex- expectation of a grindhouse film. You're like, you know what? I can play solitaire. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think it was a bad movie, though, this one, at all. No. Um, there, there was... Just I wouldn't a, say heart. No, I'd just say that this guy was definitely on a lot of drugs. I think they were like in a way, just happy to make a film and they wanted to make it enjoyable as they could. Yeah. And not as just, like, you know, the fucking Andy Milligans or Al Adamson's is like, I'm just going to make a film. This one's, like, more... Well, it's the only film I, this guy made. He had another one? Uh, maybe, actually, yes. But no one's seen it. It's, like, harder to see. Like, literally no one had reviewed it on Letterboxd. And it's the same with the unhinged director. He's only made one other film, and I want to see it. Yeah. There you go. He he directed Land of No Return, and he Directed also wrote. Six. Um, he did a Family Ties episode, but that's probably because of his son. The Rogue and Grizzly, The Land of No Return. I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, there Beach you go. at the Edge. Valerie. TV series, yeah. yeah. Episodes of Valerie. Love me, please. The, the main actor was quite interesting. I, I was just amused the way all the women seemed to find him irresistible. <laughs> like, yeah, what? I know, right? <laughs> oh, There's yes, always was, some ugly know, person like fucking... I'll go up to this woman's room and she's like, you know, I just want to be there. And it's like, a, you're a prostitute. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <sighs> no. Yeah, I was very impressed by this film. I was, as I said, I went in with no expectations and that with it, and it was great fun uh, towards the end there. <laughs> I, I love know. also the, the car chase when he's chasing her in the taxi. Yes. <laughs> and she's turning around it's like, why the hell did she say to the driver, look, just fucking take me to a police station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, logic anyway. in a movie doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. No, not at all. 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that sometimes. Well, it would have been a pretty different ending. It's like, mm. you know, it's, it's an interesting journey when he goes through it. You've got the, when the, the other thing was the, um, television part there where he's standing outside the house where the other one he did the, the one eye killing and it's like mm. you know they bring her out in a coffin yeah, like, yeah yeah I like that though right. yeah <laughs> that's interesting <sighs> but yeah food review for this one food review I'm gonna say you know when you go to like you remember those fucking gummy eyeballs yeah yeah <laughs> that's a it. bag of those Oh, that's too many. Well, I was thinking mac and cheese because basically it was oh, a yeah. very, <laughs> very tasty, ch- chewy, cheesy delight that I was not expecting. I was expecting something really disgusting, but it actually it's quite yeah, nice. Yeah, like two packets of that and you've like added extra cheese in. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to say, you know, when you go to like a reception and they have those sandwiches and they're like cut in a really small triangles and they're actually pretty good, <laughs> but you only can like usually eat two. And it's like, well, I ate like half a sandwich. <laughs> so I'm going to say one of this, that. You're like, half yeah, a sandwich it was a good sandwich, but I only ate half a sandwich and we're at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Here's for the grieving family, a ham and cheese tomato yeah, sandwich. Yeah, and so I had a handful of chips as well. Yeah, we've cut yeah. the crust off as well. <laughs> yeah, that's like the worst, yeah. Cheap white bread too. Cucumber Which, sandwich. Yeah, cucumber and... Cucumber and cheese. And cheese, yeah. or it's ham and cheese, or it's tuna and lettuce, or curried egg, if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The curried egg ones are great, and sometimes even chicken. Which is literally just like scrambled egg and paprika. <laughs> and curry, yeah. <laughs> I feel that, uh, is it, oh, Kenny's curry powder? I'm trying to think what yeah, yeah, it is. It's, that's seriously how you make it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I fucking love curried eggs, though. I don't like eggs. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> curried eggs good. Mm. Nope. You don't like bacon and eggs? I said oh, bacon, mate. Bacon dude, and cheese. The bacon, definitely, but I'm just not a big egg fan. Wow. Yeah, go, Will. I'm shocked. The yellow always scared me as a child. Egg. I had beer one time from a chicken, but anyway, that's a long story. Long oh. story. What's our food review for you? Mine was macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Fucking stupid cunt, Ryan. Listen to your fucking audience. Apollo's yeah, just... too hard, that's ma- all. Apollo's like, I've got no space on the food on. I'll just sleep on Simon's dirty clothes. That's right. You're going to wash them anyway. It's fine. Well, ghastly ones. No, I'm going to leave Unhinged for later. Because that was a good one. Well, the ghastly ones. Yeah. Blood rights. Andy Mulligan... Well, to be honest, 4K box set coming out. I, I kind of think these films are all kind of even for me, in weird ways because I think <laughs> I think they all got similar tropes, except for Headless Eyes, which is actually kind of non-stop violent, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But these two in particular, Blood Rites, Ghastly Ones, whatever the shit ones, whatever you want to call it, and um, Unhinged are like one of those movies where oh yeah, that's a really violent kill at the start. Now we're going to fucking make you watch 45 minutes of bullshit. And then kill again. And then there's uh, some really fun stuff at the end. And it just makes up for it. But mm. the the middle of this... Oh, I hated this. Yeah. I hated the 70 middle 70 minutes it. was too long. Ooh. And you say it's just a kill at the start, which is awesome. Kills Great at kill. the end. Yeah. 
really good kill at the start and a really cool kill at the end and oh, the rest of it I was just kind of like oh. was it on the um, the BAM video sadism doco I think it's Kim Newman was talking about this film and there's like that Andy Milligan camera trick where like He's that low on budget that he just swings the camera all around in circles and shit. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't have that much money for blood, so he's like, woo! <laughs> but I do think The Ghastly Ones is a good title. I'll give it that. It's a fucking good title. It's a good name for a film. The oh, yeah. The Ghastly Ones. The definitely. Ghastly. It's, um... Definitely his most famous title as well. Um, yeah. Um, DVD pack with Seeds of Sin, which is just nudity. It's boobs. But yeah, this was just like a fucking... I don't know. Do we lose Roadley? Is he still there? Uh, no, 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 no. Just, uh, I can't comic, so I haven't seen it, unfortunately. That's so. right. It's just like... Oh, you didn't miss anything. It's like... what? It's like Jane Austen. It's like watching a shitty adaption of a Jane Austen film, but like people got killed. He's kind of right. It kind of actually is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a Danielle Steele <laughs> book come to life. But yeah, someone gets stabbed in the face yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's it. I'm looking forward to eventually seeing it with that box get set arrive, so hey. Oh, sell it. Get rid of it. You don't need it. <laughs> it's a waste of money. Look, I actually really... I respect these directors. Oh, I do a little. But, you know what? But put, yeah, put I, I, the only reason I didn't buy the sets is because I'm like, I know I'm going to be spending a lot of money on it and then just putting it on my shelf and it collects dust. Yeah. Which I love doing. I love doing that, don't get me wrong, but it's with like $4 dog movies and stuff like that, you know? It's going to be like the Al Edison box that I'll dive into and work my way through, but it's going to be like a journey of expectation, a journey of fear, a journey of, oh my God. But, you know, it's, it's a journey that needs to be done to appreciate the, his body of work. So I'm looking forward to it. I've seen a couple of his films, so I have a, a general guess to what to expect. Uh, Torture Garden, uh, The Man with Two Heads. Oh God, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So I, I know what I'm getting myself in for, but I'm just, just curious to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the curiosity is there. Man. Jump in and do it. Honestly, it killed the cat. The, <laughs> jo- the journey. The journey to see your mo- fucking money decline. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this whole box set is literally the budget of these films. <laughs> fucking woo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright, let's get some fucking... What's your food review, gentlemen? Oh, I need some fucking... It's 68 release. Okay. Oh, three sisters must spend three nights in an eerie island to inherit their father's fortune. A deformed man leads them on a state where horrors await. Fucking... So, I shouldn't the say. other thing I'll say about this, though... There we go. Is that it's still better than Satan Tango, which is like on a <laughs> the five star review or some shit on fucking Mark, Letterbox. Andy Milligan's first color film. In order to find a setting for the film, Milligan scouted for locations where he could film in Staten Island. 
in which he found an old country estate that was built in the late 1800s. Because of the film's extremely low budget of around 13000 Milligan held several different roles during production. On top of being the film's writer and editor, Milligan also worked as the film's costume designer, which is alright, yeah, and created all the costumes himself. Well done. The camera equipment used in filming was all owned by Milligan, so he didn't have to rent equipment in order to film. This also cut production costs by two grand. Milligan also filmed the movie in short ends, using old and leftover 16mm reels from other local film productions. Happens a lot. How to use it effectively under management budget. Yeah, okay. This includes using organs from animals and other practical effects. This is a rabbit. There's a dead rabbit there. That fucking... The disabled guy is just going... Nom, 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 yeah. All for art. That's why I kind of do... That's why I do respect Andy Milligan, because... He tried. He did it. it it's like... Alright. I would say they're like less their Jesus Franco's. Milligan and Al Adamson. Mm. They actually liked a bit. Yeah. Um, Milligan actually did a lot less than all of them. He definitely did not shit out like eight billion movies. Yeah. Enough for a box set. Yeah. Uh, the opening of the double murder scene was the last to be filmed. It was shot during the spring of 68, several months after principal photography ended as indicated by the green plants in contrast to the winter setting of the bulk of the film. Stephen King claims in his book, Dense Macabre, that this film is the work of morons with cameras. There you go. There you go, from the king himself. I didn't like it, but credit where credit's due. If you're making your own costumes and everything, you're doing everything yourself. You know, fair effort to you. Now, I'm going to do the uh, inflation... Money inflation calculator. I don't know what thirteen grand back then was is now sixteen thousand four hundred ninety five. Oh no! Wait, I fucking missed a zero. Fucking just hundred sixty four thousand. Nearly, pretty much fifty bucks below one hundred sixty five. How did the, where did these fucking money come from? It just comes from mum's vaginas and shit. Yeah. That's mental. Low budget. Fucking hell. I'm shooting a film, like, tomorrow, and fucking a budget of nothing. They work hard. Yeah. Back in those days as well, like, you know, you'd have a job full-time and be like, oh, well, I paid rent, and that was half a day's wages. The other consideration, too, is the technology, because obviously the technology back then to what we've got now is two completely different playing fields. So that's the other thing I appreciate about where these people went and did stuff like this because they did it for the love. So, mm. yeah. Well, there you go. Food reviews. I don't even know. Um, I, I know mine. So this is no, like... No, this is like mac and cheese, but I forgot about it in the microwave. And I, and I didn't wash the fucking mac, the, <laughs> the pasta. So, like, when I've cooked it, it's all, like, bubbly and the fucking, um, what you calls it is mixed in with the cheese. Oh, the starch. The starch is just yeah, like... Yeah, I know. Fucking, yeah, that's shit. Yeah. I didn't wash that um, past it very well. So my review of this is... So it's just full of starch. So, you know, when you're at like an airport and they have those little sandwiches? It's just going to be sandwiches. <laughs> it's at an airport, so it's way shit up. Airport sandwiches. 
disappointed you didn't bring out. It's like the old school sandwich left in the, the box there for a week. That's for the next film. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you get, the tasty trucks. Those sandwiches. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, the ones you get at 7-Eleven. Yeah, okay. Mm. They're okay sometimes. Sometimes. But generally, no. The general consensus says no. In, okay. several, in several of the fight scenes of the film, the crew and their cameras and sound equipment are visible. There are also moments with, when the director can be heard softly reminding the actors of their lines. Yeah, I heard that at one point. During the a murder scenes, um, Andy Milligan can be heard saying, cutting away, move. No, I heard that, I swear, at the first kill thing. I didn't think much of it. And I just was like, nah, it can't be that bad. Mental. Awesome. Alright. Oh, la- last film. Unhinged. I liked it. I've always had a soft spot for it. 1983. Terry, Nancy and Gloria wreck their car on an isolated road but are taken in by the Penrose family. Their relief is short-lived when they discover that the family has a dark and murderous secret. And I was in the fucking 88 DVD thing that I got. I got a booklet and it's a interview with the director and the director's like I don't know why people think I like um kind of was trying to copy Psycho because I'm trying to like I was um very influenced by Homicidal William Castle film yeah and I like noticed that like as well like right at the end I'm like oh fuck yeah no fair yeah. no no that's a good call yeah so Homicidal straight up I'm like yeah I feel ya I feel ya I- man and um, what was it? The mansion he was filming at, he got it for like twenty bucks a day, for like renting, and they were like fucking sick, sweet. But like, I think just after he finished that, or they finished filming, um, what was it Madonna came down, and I think they were filming like a uh, body of evidence or some shit like that, and then just it skyrocketed up to like a hundred and thirty grand to rent out. Because Madonna stayed there. Which I thought was fine. And he also doesn't like this film. The director? Yeah. He doesn't really care much for it. Yeah, good. So I'm just like, oh, I like it. It's yeah. not a, it's not a bad film. It's, it's just probably a little bit slower. It's like you've got to wait all that time for that first kill basically and then you gotta wait again yeah. the third act is very good um mm. 79 minutes it felt a lot longer to be honest it's interesting yeah, what it's so is. there's a couple of interesting scenes shall we say to make the film seem to go along a little bit longer but yes mm. um quite it's the first time watch again i've got the um the dvd here um it's an american one idols digital i think was released to do it there with it there's supposed to be a, a comedy track on commentary track on or something which i haven't bothered listening to it it's like a comedy it. track terrible yeah yeah they're like a mystery science 3000 or something i was oh, reading it's like okay yep no i think Still i'll just keep moving and just watch the film but yeah um overall interesting and it's yeah it's a nasty two category that one is that correct right 
Nah, fucking yes. It's two, yeah. Yeah. Film was banned in the UK as part of the VNS coming in 83 due to graphic violence and nudity. Eh. Not that bad compared to others. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's quite light. Uh, uh, 82? Uh, it's at 83. 83. It got banned, yeah. The film had already received notoriety in the UK after being featured on the BBC News as part of a report concerning the availability of uncertified video films. Even though the film had received a cinema certificate by the BBFC, this led led to it being banned and included on the DPP list of 72. Released on VHS by CBS Fox Video in Australia and New Zealand in 1984. CBS yep. Fox. It was actually a pretty big um, videotape here. Um, I've seen it around a few times. Um, mm. Yeah. It's got an unmissable cover, that, with the scythe and that on it. Yeah. Well, it's done very good. Yeah. Did the cover have the Grim Reaper on it? Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. same cover yeah. as the one yeah. you had. There you go. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought this was um, relatively, you know, pretty pretty fun. You know, and then, yeah, but like William said, in the middle, it's just this fucking slog. Mm. Um, of God, come on, um, do something. But, um, yeah, I, I think the violence was really cool as well in it. Um, when it happens, um, you're kind of like, whoa, you know, it's like unexpectedly actually kind of really brutal sometimes. And, um, I enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Yeah, no, like of that ending scene, just, I love it to bits. It's one of my favorite endings for a slasher. Yeah. It's just like, just full, she just like keeps on whacking away and cracking the shits. The music's like ended, the girl's dead, and she just just stops for a minute. And another thing, <laughs> fucking shit, I'm over this! And just keeps on hitting them with the machete. I'm like, this yeah, is and there's like a blood splash comes up, yeah. Yeah. Blood splash keeps coming, and I'm like, this is amazing. I can't remember. And the voyeuristic bits when they've got the um, the unseen eye looking at them mm. and the stuff and they're with it and just the, the heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah. There was a saying the director is like good friends with Gus Van Sant as well. In the interview, he was talking about Gus Van Sant and like they were helping each other when they were young filmmakers. That's interesting. Yeah. That is, yeah. The trailer for the film was released... The trailer for the film was featured on the 84 CBS Fox video of Rocky Horror Picture Show in Australia and New Zealand. Like Brad Majors and Janet Wise, Wies, the lead protagonist of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, playing in that film by Barry Boswick and Susan Sarandon, the main protagonist of this film. Terry, Nancy and Gloria's car breaks down during a ransom and they are taken in by a family living in a mansion. Oh, fuck. The fast food restaurant chain Taco Time is given a special thanks in the end credits because of the radio ad that is heard in the beginning of the movie. It's Taco Time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I found quite interesting the very start of the way you've got that long black bit there with it. It's like, what? I actually thought my my, my um, movie was stuffed. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then the light goes, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just being arty. Mm. Artsy-fartsy. 
only physical media of this. I think it's only DVD. I don't think there's any Blu-rays floating around. Obviously, as you said before, we've got the VHS, which is CBS. Yeah. And yeah, so you've got the 88 DVD. Is that out of print, or...? Oh, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe. It's a very old release from them. And I don't remember getting a fucking Blu-ray release, actually. You do or don't? I don't. I don't think yeah, you did. No. Yeah. Whether the elements there or rights issues or what, I don't know, I'm afraid. I don't know. Unhinged $100,000 budget filmed on location by cinematographer Richard Blakesley. 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 Peacock Mansion, Portland, Oregon. Uh, with additional, f- uh, additional photography in Forest Park. It was shot dusk through dawn over 19 consecutive nights according to director Ron Quist local filmmaker Gus Van Sant assisted as location scout for production uh, because Pickett Manson is a tourist attraction and city property the film had to be shot overnights from 5pm to 7am fuck mental uh, original score by John Newton who later scored Shadow Play final of the 13th season of the 6 time Emmy winning reality game show The Amazing Race Ooh. Wow. The final. Fucking so good. Fuck yeah. That's like trivia I need. That's pub trivia right there. Fucking. Do you that know? No one is ever going to fucking know because people will be like, what well, the fuck's something? Oh, the one with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Russell Crowe one. Let's talk about the Russell Crowe one. I want to see that. I liked it. It's I trash. It yet, so I don't know. It's absolutely <laughs> trash, but I liked it. It does look like a B-grade idea. Oh, it's, it's definitely trash. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for this. I don't know why. I think it's just the ending, but something just always well, drew me to it. That The third act is very good. It's done mm. really well. It's like, you know, leading up with the chase in there with it and where they end up in that room and then the reveal at the end. And it's like, you know, as you said, it's definitely homicide for what that is. So, yeah. The other thing they bring it back to is, like, it was obviously they're saying... That predated uh, Sleepaway so the, the what it is so it's it's a good film it just, the only problem I found with it is I said that it just drags for so long in there it's just like mm. oh. I suppose we've got to consider with respect you've only got a certain amount of cast members in there as well so it's not exactly going to be like a slashing every seven seconds because you've only got three people really there yeah exactly so that's, that's true uh, yeah, yeah still yeah. Mm. I liked I liked it. The, the ending won me over, let's just say that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 100%. What's your sound review, Simon? Sorry, William. That's right. Oh, look, yeah, this is... I'm not going to do the sandwich one, actually. Alright, <laughs> uh, alright, alright, okay. <laughs> this is like when you go to a wedding and there's sandwiches and it's a roast beef sandwich but the beef's really dry. Does it have the gravy, though? That's kind of shit. Yeah. Is it lumpy or runny? It's just... No, it's just... No flavour. It's just shit. It's just a shit roast beef sandwich. (laughs) Like, it's not even shit. Like, it's better than a fucking egg sandwich. Yeah. So it's still alright, but you're still just like, oh. (laughs) That's it? Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's my reviews. I'm sick of talking about sandwiches now. (laughs) I just don't want to do a sandwich review, but I'm going to say I'm no way to avoid it. Go on, what's your review, William? Oh, okay. It's like a roast that's been 
cooked too long in the oven and it's dried out and you got it there and it looks sort of tempting you start to get into it oh it becomes a chore but then suddenly you realize oh crap there's some towards the end of it oh i've got some decent gravy here so i put the last bit of gravy on the end to survive some life at the end so basically a dry roast to begin with but then at the end it brings it home yeah it's almost like at the end of the plate you're just like you know what I might as well just add chicken salt to this and then it just tastes yeah. better <laughs> I suppose chip, a plate of chips, and it's just a bit dry. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know my food review for this. I have to think of it when I, as soon as I watch the film, so I remember what to fucking say. <laughs> the food review, something that I just like always fall back on. Uh, yes. Um, Tuna and rice. My cheat. Yeah. My, I, I have the cheesy rice and a can of uh, chili tuna. A bit of hot sauce. I like it. It's yeah. simple. It's yeah. cheap. It's simple. It's cheap. It fills yeah. me up. Shut up. feelings. That's what I eat for lunch, like nearly every day at work. Yeah, I know. How it's, bad is it when you get into the routine at work where you're like, oh, this is like, good, and then it's like four months in, you're like, nah, nah. I d- I've been doing it for like a while. Oh, really? It's been, yeah. It's nah, just, see, I just get fucking over it, man. It's because I, like, I never nah, really have it. leftovers. I never really have leftovers, and like, sometimes I just don't want to fucking make a sandwich in the morning. Yeah, fair. Or even at night, because the tomatoes probably... S- fucking soak the bread and just ruin the sandwich <laughs> but yeah and I just don't want to go out and buy food all the time yeah buying food sucks so it's like yeah I literally just do that like like chicken flavour rice or cheesy flavour rice can of tuna and hot sauce and it just it fills me up it tastes good and I'm good I just like break when the tasty truck comes in, in the morning I just get myself like a little snack like some tasty truck fuck I remember that yeah <laughs> we we get one some things are like questionable but other things Sims, are... Sims are always questionable from them yeah you know what always got me the their buffalo wings I always like shit like a motherfucker right after so I stay yeah. away from them yeah definitely <laughs> stay away from them but That's I always devil. I always um Way too much. yeah I always get the um there's they have a lemon cheesecake that um, that pretty much is made by the cheese, cheesecake factory. Yeah, yeah, they just pick it up from there. Yeah, they pick it up from there, so it's always fucking set. But they've got like a new place that does it, and it's all right. It's a bit more, it's a bit more dense. It's a bit more upmarket. But uh, but like cheesy, it was like nice and soft. Alright, so like a cream before cheese. we turn into a fucking food <laughs> podcast, like every fucking Sorry, time. Sorry, I know it's all... every time. So no, it we're turns actually into gonna like start food... doing a fucking food podcast, guys. It's gonna be food podcast, and we're also gonna bitch about the <laughs> film scene. Video Michelin star nasties. Yeah, so it's always it always turns into us talking about food. <laughs> it's real bad. Because every time as well, I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry as now. <laughs> I just feel like eating, like, fucking dry sandwiches. <laughs> $1.2 million for the inflation. I'm going to do this inflation for all the films. Yeah, it's, it's good, actually. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Alrighty.
but yeah, the cheese case. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking good. Jesus. <laughs> Alright. Well, it was good seeing you all again. It's good seeing you all again. And we'll see you again. I got a sore throat. Thank you for having me on again, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Always. Shout out to William Roadley, as Shout always. Shout out to William Roadley. Shout out to the roads. Uh, I need to do a shout out to missing people here. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, shout out to them. But, um, fuck yeah. See you next time, fucking. We'll see you again. See you in the future, I hope. But with Bubba and all his friends. I was gonna say that. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. But I didn't want to get copyright. Like, Channel 10 was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> the problem with that show is it came on. As soon as, like, you were, like, went to school? No, like, see, nine. no. So I went to school an hour away. So I was never able to watch Dragon Ball Z. Oh, really? No. And, but that's why I hated it anyway. Fuck. So, like, kids would be like, I love Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, I fucking hate it. Fuck that show. That's just because I didn't get to watch it. Beautiful. Oh, well. Bye. Bye.